You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. All right, guys, so a lot of us have dreamed of the moment we are getting proposed to or the moment we're going to ask someone to marry us, right? I mean, we we think about this, the setting is romantic and maybe sentimental and really personal, and then someone gets on bended knee, beautiful words are expressed, and then hopefully the final answer is yes. All right, so the details of these monumental relationship steps differ from couple to couple, but most of us are probably hoping to have some sort of element of surprise of some sort in the moment, right? I mean, whether it's the ring that's being seen for the first time or it's like a super unique, fun location that maybe means something to you guys, it seems that most people that are doing the asking want to kind of surprise the person they're asking the question to, right? Like Jen, you just got proposed to, were you surprised? Even though like you were in this beautiful setting in France and like clearly you guys had probably talked about getting married, were you still surprised? I was definitely surprised because we had spent a whole day together. And so when the moment happened, I was definitely caught off guard. I also did not know which of the ring designs that we had talked about he went with. So that was an element of surprise too. I also had no idea when he did propose, like in thinking about it, what he would say to me. So that was a surprise as well. It was all very um, exciting because None of it was something that I was a part of other than being the recipient, if you will. So to be clear, you guys had talked about it beforehand. You had semi-picked out rings. You were on this in this beautiful location, but yet you were still surprised. That's great. Yeah. Okay. But so then when you were proposed to, I obviously knew it was coming. So I was not surprised. I guess I... I was surprised because he told me and I was on my way to see you. Um, And then I had to hide it. But were you surprised when it happened later that night? Yes. I kind of was like, is this happening? And then I sort of, it wasn't. And then it was. And then, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a random day. So yeah, I was, I was surprised. But like when he planned a date to go to the place, like, did you know you were on your way to the place you had your first date that night? So you didn't know where you were going. No. So what it sounds like from you guys is that like in in the moment you were surprised, but you weren't surprised it was happening. Not yet. Like what you both said, because we we did a whole episode about Jen's proposal. So we know that she was surprised that it happened at that moment on those benches, but she wasn't surprised that it was going to really happen. Because even on the car ride there, she was like, oh, I'm miserable. I don't, don't do it today. (laughs) Um, And then like, you knew it was coming. Like you guys, it sounds like from the male perspective listening, when girls are like, I was so surprised. Rarely is it like a true surprise because you, I, I watch enough reality TV, as we all know, where you have to have the right fucking dress 
and you have the right makeup and you better look good and your hair better look good and like all this other stuff because if it's not you're fucked so like the for us the element of surprise is like you got to really know your per- like jen doesn't seem like a person who likes to be surprised and honestly neither do you lauren no. like it just you got to know who you're proposing to and if it really is going to because and also i know i'm mumbling here but like surprises like if it's a quick engagement i think that's probably the most surprise you can get compared to like if it's been three years and you're like all right what the clock's ticking when's this going to fucking happen right right that goes into it too rob but do you knowing all this do you want to like would you sort of plan some sort of element of surprise i mean you're not just going to like pop the question to a girl you've dated for even a year let's say and like you haven't even talked about like does she want to get married do what like is there a timeline like you're not just gonna like fucking ask a girl to marry you like and she's gonna be like holy shit where is this coming from like there is some sort of planning that always happens before but on this pod we're going to talk about how much planning you can do and how that works for people Mm -hmm. but rob do you want to like try to surprise your person I'll say it like this. I want to do, I want to be traditional in it. So like, I want to be as traditional towards, because traditional kind of implies surprise, right? So like, I want to be as traditional towards her as far as like, it, like who she is as a person is going to play a lot into it. So like, if she wants her family there and she wants like her friends to be a part of it and she wants all that stuff, great. If not, then a surprise along the beach or on a bench in France, just the two of us could be good. It's going to really depend upon like her, but I do, when I do do it, I want to do it. I'll know the, what, like the second I meet the girl, hopefully that I want to do it and take some time. But like, I want to do it traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then all three of those versions said and done, it sounds they're pretty similar, but you know, these don't happen out of the blue. They come with a little planning Um, and some couples, talk about it more so than others, um, whether, you know, they want to get married or they might even pick out rings together. Well, we are so happy to have resident heartbreak coach for Poosh and newly engaged Claire Byrne, our favorite relationship expert, don't tell the others, back on the pod to discuss her recent engagement, why she and her fiance did a lot of planning before he popped the question, which I can relate to, why this worked for them, and which other types of couples could benefit from this kind of preparation, how to know if you're ready before any planning begins at all, why Claire felt it was so important to be transparent about her proposal experience, and how she is letting go of the judgment that came after the question. In case you missed the other podcast Claire was on, Claire Byrne, a.k.a. Claire the Heartbreak Coach, took what she learned from her timeless efforts to heal her most debilitating heartbreak and find the love of her life and turn it into a simple process that now helps women stop wanting Mr. or Mrs. Wrong back and find someone better. She's the resident heartbreak coach for Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle site, Poosh, as I mentioned, as well as other publications she's written for, such as Men's Health, Brit & Co., Medium, and Molly Sims' lifestyle site. Claire has also been a recurring guest on Bachelor Nation Dancing with the Stars winner Caitlin Bristow's Off the Vine podcast, which we will get into because a lot has changed in that woman's life as well as guested on That's So Retrograde, Drybar Founder, Ali Webb and Adrian Kohler's Raising the Bar, Liz Moody's Healthier Together, 
and Bachelor Nation's Ashley Habens. Is that how you say your name? Haibon, I think. Okay. Well, we'll just call her Ashley H like they did on the show. Yep. I don't get it. She was also interviewed by The View's Sarah Haynes on her IG Live series. And finally, you can check out Claire's own weekly podcast, Stop Wanting Him Back, and find someone better on all major platforms. She went from helping you plan to stop the heartbreak to planning her own wedding before the ring was even on her finger. Welcome back to the show, Claire. (gasps) Thanks, guys. It's so good to be back. Thanks so much for having me. Yay. So good to have you. I think you're my first return (gasps) since I've been on the show, right? Oh, yeah. This is the first double dip guest for you, Rob. I think this is the first, this might, unless I'm like, my brain's just all like, like you just said, Claire, all Mercury retrograded at the end, still frizzled. Uh, I think you're my first double dip. I could not be more flattered. Oh, well, (laughs) we are flattered that you're back on here and we have a lot of things to talk about, but we always ask our guests when they come on, the first question is, are you single taken or it's complicated? But clearly we know you're taken now, but we want all the details, but, um, you know, we want to know since you're engaged and newly engaged, was your engagement like basic bitch or just complicated? Oh, basic bitch all the way. It was was basic bitch. (laughs) Why would you describe it as basic bitch? Because I'm thinking it was complicated, but not in a bad way. I'm thinking like in a good way that it was like different. But maybe there was basic bitch elements. Yeah, tell us. There was nothing complicated about it because it was pre-planned. And listen, I'm 42, engaged for the first time with my partner. Of We're just about to celebrate four years. He has four kids right now between the age of seven and 15. And there's just so much going on in our lives. He has a very demanding job. I have a demanding job. We want to make sure the kids are good emotionally and sharing it at a time where they have the ability to process it. And then logistically thinking about planning a wedding, we just, he just one day turned to me and he was like, so what kind of ring do you want? And I was like, uh, it's happening. (laughs) But he didn't do it the Friday night we got to Palm Springs. Then Saturday we were going on this romantic hike and I took a video footage. It was so beautiful. And I sent it to my best friend and my mom and they were like, you're either getting murdered or proposed to best of luck. (laughs) He didn't propose on the hike. And then my annoyance started kicking in, which is why I said basic bitch. And, you know, I was really vulnerable with my audience about it because so much of what I teach as a heartbreak dating and finding love coaches, you know, it's not about the engagement. It's not about the wedding. It's not about all that logistical bullshit it's is it your person and i know he's my person but we had been planning this engagement for like months and we had already booked the venue talk about doing it backwards and so i just wanted to be honest that like i started to have a petty basic bitch moment and started to just like spiral and i was texting my mom and texting my best friend and they're like but you know it's happening regardless and he whisked you away for this romantic weekend and i was like you know what totally and so i just put my bathing suit on and it was like a struggle to get it on it was like one of those weird bathing suits and i was like is my suit on backwards and he's like come here put this robe on and i'm like i don't need to put a robe on i'm like what does that mean you want me to put a robe on that doesn't look good um and then he was like no just put this robe on and then he hit record on the phone and i was like oh my god so i was feeling all these mixed a mixture of emotions because i was so embarrassed about how you know annoyed i got and he could see it and then you know he was being so sweet about it so you know 
I don't think it's complicated because we just did it in advance. It was actually kind of sim simple and straightforward, but definitely not going to lie about my base basic bitchiness. Well, well see, that's that's where like we're you know as guys on the other side of that, like we 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 kind of like like for Jen's story example, like you know she was having a bad day that morning, and he was he had stuff planned out, but he was like maybe we don't do it today because she's having a bad day. But you know then something happened, and he was like yes I'll do it. You know it's perfect timing. But, you know, maybe he did plan to do it on the hike and you don't know it, but you rolled your ankle at one point. And he was like, I don't want her to do it while she's like in pain. And then or like, you know, you guys were he was going to do it at a restaurant. But like, you know, something happened with the wine that wasn't right. You know what I mean? So it's like he probably might have had a whole bunch of things, but we still want to add that element of surprise. Yeah. Well, maybe he not like we were trying on bathing suits. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I can't get it on. Yeah. But no, I think he definitely planned it for that moment. He was like, do you think I would take some diamond ring on a hike that I've never been on and carry it with me? Smart. And I was like, Smart yes, people propose on random hikes I'm sure they've never been on before. But anyway, but this is why we're like such a great match because he knows I love him for the right reasons. And I signed up for a life with him in a new place and for his kids and decided to not have my own kids so I could join in a family with him and mm -hmm. his kids because he was done after four. He knows my heart is in it for the right reasons. But like, I also have my petty bitchy moments and he was literally he said I was like holding in the laughter so hard <laughs> you know he gets a kick out of it because he knows me and that's not who I am and what we are however it was fascinating to get feedback from people who told me that I was a basic bitch and he loves you despite the fact that you are a basic bitch and it's just so fascinating and it's like okay I was trying to be vulnerable and share like my humanness in the midst of all of this but you know you can't make everyone happy in the social media sphere right so you decided to like share I mean we all follow you on social media I, I remember seeing your post about it and how you said you were like pouting or whatever because you thought you were getting engaged and that never happened and then how it's funny now so you decided like I'm going to be transparent and vulnerable and tell my real story to everybody because that's like kind of practice what you preach right yeah people were just like making comments on your post about like how you were bitchy and I mean, like, yes. what, what is mm -hmm. up with that? Like, why do people think that's okay, A? And B, what do you do in this happy moment where you're celebrating and then you, like, people are saying what they're saying? Like, how do you get past that? Because even people who aren't on social media and have, like, a large following and do what you do, people or friends or whatever are going to have opinions on your engagement story potentially, especially if you plan things like you guys did way before. So like, what would you tell those people to do in order to like still enjoy the moment and celebrate and like shrug that negativity off? You know, uh, first I have to say, I was overwhelmed truly by so much love from the most random people and people who've said that they followed my story and that I've helped them heal their hearts without us even directly working together. They found love or they were open to dating someone with kids because of the story that I shared about opening myself up when people were, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, I would never date someone with kids, but because of sharing my experience that they were open to it, now they found the love of their life. So there's just, there was so much love, but I'm sure you guys have heard this and maybe experienced this yourself. It's those like 10 people out of the 1500, right? That you're just like, oh, 
how could you say that? And I identify as an HSP, a highly sensitive person. So I, you know, I feel the trigger. I feel the rage. I feel, I don't feel hurt. My default is to get angry. I'm a fiery Irish woman. So I want to like fight back and I want to defend myself. And, you know, that's my instinctual reaction. And so it's my job to pause and take a breath. And sometimes I respond and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I don't pause and I give a snarky, you know, response back. And then I immediately delete it because it's just not worth it. And I'm stooping to their level. Um, So I think, you know, what I would advise to someone who is getting that kind of flack and you're trying to offer up who you are as a human and be vulnerable because I'm so sick of coaches personally that like behave like they're flawless and perfect and that they've arrived and like they have this flawless marketing and like, this is the way you do life. And this is the way you do dating. And this is the way you do engagements. Like that's not me. I'm like all about sharing the mess. I love, you know, I don't want to air mine and my fiance's dirty laundry all the time, but I talk about how we have challenges and we're not perfect, but we're perfect for each other because we move through the challenges and sometimes they're not pretty. So I'm going to keep sharing my weaknesses and my flaws and the things that I'm not the most proud of. And because I want to be relatable. And I also want people to know that you get to be a flawed human and still be loved and be in an amazing relationship with someone who's going to see you for more than like your petty little bitchy moments that are here and there. So I personally need to feel the pain. You know, that's something that I talk about as a heartbreak coach. You've got to feel it before you shift your thoughts and feelings about it. Because then another reaction, right, it's fight or flight for me, right? I want to fight or I want to be like, fuck this. I'm allowed to curse on here, right? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, Fuck this. I don't want to do this shit if people are going to be so nasty to me. And it's like, don't give those people the power for you to stop showing up authentically. Because there were so many people who also said, thank you so much for sharing the truth. And that's so hilarious. And it's so great that he was laughing. I mean, one person was like, I'm so sorry that he was laughing at you when you were really struggling on the inside. I'm like, I'm okay. And you know, I'm so sorry that you don't get the message. No. So, okay. Speaking of feeling your feelings, knowing that you planned so much of all of this and you knew it was coming and you were basically like, you know, in your feelings pouting and the whole thing of it not coming yet because it's supposed to happen in accordance to the rest of your plans. You're like, I've already got a place. We're getting married. You just got to do that one step. Could you actually feel the feelings of love and all of that, what comes with the act of a proposal? Or was it kind of just checking it off the list of now? Okay, on to the next thing. No, Jennifer, it's such a great question. I like, even though I knew it was happening, but then there was a moment where I didn't, I still felt that like shock because it's a moment that I think many people anticipate. I I don't know about you for yours, right? Like you, and I I have no shame in saying this either because I also got a lot of shit at that time of like, you're the message you're giving is um, you can only be happy with a man or with a partner. What about finding happiness alone? And I'm like, go back to my previous podcast when I was single and I was talking about the importance of being happy single. And the whole reason why I found him was because I was so fulfilled alone. Like I took a break from dating to date myself. I took a five month break in 2019 and I was like, oh, 
I'm so good to the point now that I feel like I don't need a person, but I'm, that's also my brain protecting myself because I had experienced so much heartbreak. So, you know, I knew my life would be more enhanced with the right person. And especially because I was finally at a place where I felt really good and right, not perfectly hold and heal, but really good and right and confident with myself and happy with where I was at professionally and health wise and my relationships. Some I had to shed, some I had to heal and improve on and all of that. So it was still this magical, very emotional moment. And also it was the things that he said to me and the officiality of it. And then like the excitement of getting to share with everybody else that this was happening. Cause it was really something we kept close to the vest. I told a few people that are close to me, but it was still um, really exciting. And you know, it didn't ruin this idea of like, it needs to be a surprise. I'm like, I'm 40 fucking two. I don't need to be surprised. <laughs> we, we, you're so right. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, like, unless you're proposing to somebody like six months into a relationship and you've not talked about like feelings on marriage whatsoever, like it's never really a total surprise. So you and Larry took it a couple more steps further than most people do with some sort of planning. I mean, some couples pick out rings together. Some p- couples, you know, I mean, there's- so we did, we picked out the ring together too. Yeah, yeah. There's planning that happens. So like, yes, in the moment, like I, my husband, when he proposed, like he actually almost was like, if you don't want to go out to dinner tonight, we don't have to like, he almost was like, I'll just pick another day. Like, and then we went and he did it. And I was like, playing with the thought of is this happening because this is the restaurant we had our first date at like what's going on and we had kind of talked about it and he kind of knew the type of ring I wanted but then he just ended up doing it because I wanted to go but it was kind of like a plan that was very fluid that could have organic happened anywhere and I was still even though I thought maybe it was happening I was still surprised in the moment but walk us through like the type of planning that you did that you got so much hate for and like judged for potentially explain to people obviously that worked for you and larry mostly because of the children's situation which i get but like why does this and how could this actually benefit other people because we're talking here about being surprised and being traditional but like if you really think about it you're not like i said you're not truly ever totally shocked on an engagement unless it's like six months and you haven't talked about it. And that's kind of scary. Which I think is scary. We were just talking about it in the preview before you came on about like how, especially from a guy's point of view, you know, we know now, like we've been taught. It's not like the old timey when it was like, you do it and she doesn't know. And you buy the ring and everything's, you know, now it's like, you know, besides your bathing suit, it what situation now it's like, well, you want to make sure they have makeup on they, that. They look good for pictures, that they have the right dress, that they have the right fingernails, that their nails are done for the pictures, that their hair is the right way, you know, that people that should know, know about it, because that's a whole thing. If you do it such a surprise that you keep the friends in the dark too, you know? So there's all these like things you have to navigate now that it's almost easier on everybody in general to be like, I'm going to do this. What do you want? You know, like, cause there is, it is like a fantasy thing, right? It is like that princess story. When you were a kid, you thought about this over and over. I think about enga- like proposing to somebody, I want to do it traditionally, but I haven't thought about what I would be wearing or what I'd be doing or like what knee I'd go down on or anything like that <laughs> in the setting. Do you know what? So it's like, 
Also, everyone's different, like, to your point, too. Some people want a flash mob and a family around to celebrate with after. Like, everyone is very different. So, assuming you probably talked to Larry about what you did and did not want. I did, but you know what? He is, it's so funny. When people meet him, I just did a post on this. Um, you know, like, I went to a, high, a wedding of from a friend who, from high school. And so then I saw some old high school friends who I haven't seen in years. And like, they follow me on social media. And they're like, Oh my God, it's so cool to see you guys in the flesh. And they're like, he's so calm. Is he introverted? And you're extroverted. And I'm like, Oh, it's so funny. He's actually way more extroverted than me. And I'm more introverted. But like the man is a real trooper for how much I share about him on my podcast and on social media. And he said one thing he did not want to do was have a photographer there and have like some big thing. He's like, this is a really private thing between you and me and I want to keep it that way and I was joking and I was like that is so not on brand for me we need to and I didn't say that to him I was joking about it with a couple of people who knew because I was like he he lets me speak so much about him and us and so if that's his one ask in all of this and actually it's not a secret um I shared this on my on my podcast, he was married before, obviously he has four children. He actually didn't even really want marriage again. Like he didn't want kids. I was like, I gave you that. This was essentially our conversation. He would have been fine just spending forever with me. He doesn't need marriage. And I was like, I, I want marriage for all the traditional reasons and even just the logistical reasons. Sorry to sound morbid, but like who says when to pull the plug? Like I, I want that with him, you know? And um, so, he, you know, we, we've been giving each other big things that we wanted or didn't want. And so I was okay with that. But then, so then when he pressed record on the phone, I was like, that made me more emotional because I didn't even say to him, no, it needs to be recorded. So I think like, that's probably one of the things that I love so much about our relationship is that obviously we don't want to compromise who we are, but we're willing to make big changes for the other person because we feel so right for the other person. But I'm not sure how it got there. I forget what the original question was. Sorry, guys. Well, it was, I was kind of wondering, like, how did the, Mm -hmm. the planning, you took it a step further, because like we said, everybody plans. So people who are going to judge like Claire's experience actually are kind of, it's a little hypocritical because it's all planned in some way. And if it's not, then it's going to kind of scary. So we've, we've all talked about it in some way, shape or form, but why did like booking the venue before and all of that, why is that beneficial? Was that beneficial to you? Like, what did you like about that? It still didn't take away the surprise of the moment. And also what other types of couples, even without kids, how could they benefit from that type of planning, which is cool? You get to just breathe. I had a friend plan her wedding, you know, eight months before the date, and there were very few florists available, photographers available. I mean, it literally comes down to logistics. And I already have a pretty, I mean, we all do, right? A stressful life for various different reasons. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just, I run the front end and the back end of my business. I've got four soon to be stepchildren who are the center of my life and just general self-care and just trying to stay safe and take care of myself. And it's just a lot of emotional energy. So worrying and putting the time into finding all these things, like here we are less than a year out from our wedding. I've got the photographer, the videographer, the florist, the venue. And by the way, when we booked the venue, we're, 
I haven't really officially. Where is it? We're doing it in Ireland next year. I'm from oh Ireland. God. So I lived there as a kid and um, it'll, it'll be a huge reunion for my extended family because they're all there. Um, so we're really excited about it. But when we started to explore Ireland and we found this venue we loved, so it's now September of 2023, we called them in April of 2023 and they only had three dates available for next summer. So it literally was logistics. I didn't yeah. want, and I don't want to be planning a wedding for two years. I don't want it hanging over my head. I don't want any of that. Like I want a wedding. I want to celebrate it, but I want us to let's get on with our lives. Also, <laughs> also, like you said, you guys have been together for so yes. long and you knew it was coming and you're the mother to his kids now, you know what I mean? Or stepmother. And you, you guys have this whole family built together. So it's okay to start doing that. You know, there's a certain point where it's like, we're doing this. I gave you this. You're giving me this. So like, let's get at it, you know, yeah. and like start planning. Whereas if like, like I say, if I walked out the door tomorrow and met somebody, you know, and I know they want to get married in Ireland, I'm not going to be like, hey, this is going really well. Um, why don't you start planning shit? And then we will see how thing goes. And then maybe, you know, maybe you'll get a ring in like eight months, and, you know, no, like just also, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jennifer. Age. I feel like age has a lot to do with it too. One, we always say like, you know what you want the older you get because you've experienced more. So it becomes a lot clearer. And then the other thing too, is that like, Hey, surprise, none of us here are spring chickens. So like, yeah. Okay. Rob, you're definitely the springiest of all the chickens. Um, (laughs) But like when I think about it, like, yeah, sure. I fast tracked our relationship or Daniel and I fast tracked our relationship, but at the same time, we're not 25. We don't have like years to just travel the world or to take it slowly or to find our careers and to like, you know, I mean, we, you do. We make money and stuff like we've already done all that. And you have a better so, sense of who you are, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you, you dated a lot before you met Daniel and, and then you have a better idea if you've done the healing work from the relationship sure that did. didn't work out, it invites <laughs> you to look within and get really clear about how you can show up better in relationship. And and the type of person you're looking for in relationships. And then, yeah, you look at your life and you're like, I'm almost halfway through the end. God pray we're here till almost 100 alive and well, right? It's like, yeah, I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. I think that there's also just that feeling of knowing that this is your person, which could be a whole obvious podcast episode um, in and of its own right. But, um, you know, yeah, there's just this knowing I'm not messing around, but also that is very different than, oh, well, I'm in my 40s now, so might as well choose this guy, right? There was no rush or pressure. It was just the right person. Exactly. No, I also just want to say um, with regards to the whole process and the planning, someone had mentioned picking out the ring and even the picking out the ring process. We drove down to LA. We went with this amazing jeweler and after we picked it out we went to lunch and i just burst into tears i felt like i got proposed to twice in a way and he cared larry my fiance cared so much about the ring and was just so you know invested in what it looked like and in in a good way not like he obviously cared that i loved it but you know that whole process was really lovely and just talking about it and picking it out and and it's just I'm sorry. It's just logistics is the way to go. I mean, there's just so many things to think about and life is so busy. And there, again, are four kids at the center of it. But to someone's point here, even without the four kids, it's just easier to plan in advance. 
it makes so much sense too to just go with the flow of the conversations and let the logistics like play out because like you're talking about it to whatever extent, right, Claire? So like you you and Larry are talking about, oh yeah, like we both want to do this. Now we want to get married. Like, oh, let's go explore Ireland. That's like somewhere I've always dreamed of. You get there, you find the place that you really love. Like you're not going to pass that up because he hasn't popped the question yet. Like you're going to ask about that because you know what's happening anyway. And then they have three dates open. You're like, that's it. You have to jump on it. Like people listening need to know, like, it's okay to talk about it. I think women, especially, and Rob, maybe you feel like on the reverse end, like women feel are made to feel bad about saying what they want. Either they're, it's going to make them look bitchy or desperate. Right. And when you get into a situation where you're in a committed relationship with someone you trust and love, like it's okay. A, you should be able to say what you want, but at that point it's definitely okay to say what you want. And like the jig is up. You guys are talking about marriage. You're talking about getting married and being together forever. So like, some of this planning doesn't have to go in a specific order and you don't need to be afraid that it's going to take the romantic sheen off of it all, right? I wouldn't 100% agree. And I'm sorry, but I just have to call this out. The people that are sitting there and judging and feeling the need to be like, oh, well, I don't really think that this is very pro-feminist and whatever. It's like, get a life. I get it. We're all sucked into social media and we're following people and we're, we're curious or whatever, but like you really feel the need to judge someone else's approach or way that they went about getting engaged. Like I'm always curious to hear people's engagement story. I mean, I'm a total romantic and I love hearing how people meet. I love hearing a proposal story. I love to see wedding pictures. I, I love, and you know, I'm meeting new friends here in Santa Barbara and hearing people like people who are I you can tell when they're mar happily married for 20 years. What's your secret? What, what, what's your advice, right? Like I want to hear- Love all those stories. It, you know, or people splitting. Why did they split, right? I want to hear all of it, but like to judge and to give strangers who are just putting themselves out there. I mean, yeah, I, I charge a pretty penny for my one-on-one -on -one services. It's not cheap to be in my group, but I have a very affordable course. And then I put shit out for free almost daily on Instagram and I pay for my podcast to be produced and for people to just come at me about the way I went about things when I'm trying to also just share my vulnerable human, not so perfect side. It's just so lame to me. It's so lame. And well, that's, so that kind of leads into what I was trying to ask earlier is that you're the heartbreak coach. You went through heartbreak. Many. You, many, many heartbreaks, and you figured out a way to deal with it in the most healthy manner to get to where you are. Now that you have the ring, now that you have everything planned, now that you're not the heartbreak person anymore, has that affected, you know, how you go about talking to people? I mean, listen, if you talk to Caitlin Bristow and she's looking for a dude with a beard who wears backward hats and has tattoos, I'm available. Like she doesn't have to be heartbroken anymore. Um, but, you, you know, she's going through something yeah. right now. Right. So like coming, is it, is, do you find your approach has shifted at all? Do you find anything now that you're like giving light and love and happiness at you're at the uh -oh. end of the rainbow, basically now that you're like found your pot of gold, is it hard for you to go back on the other side of the rainbow and go into that dark place where a lot of your, clients and the people that you talk to every day are. Yeah. I mean, 
for sure when I first met him and started talking about him on the podcast, again, I got a lot of shit. Like she needs to take, you know, the way she talks about Larry down from a 10 to a two and all this stuff. And and the way, I was actually just talking about this with someone the other day. I get that it can be really triggering for someone heartbroken who's following me to talk about the heavy and the hard to then hear me talking about how blissfully in love that I am. And I think that there is a balance there. And I ultimately did expand my business to from just how to stop wanting him back to stop wanting him back and find someone better. And yeah, the assumption <laughs> is right. Find someone better. That's now the, the, the title of my podcast. I am assuming that if you're really heartbroken, you're heartbroken over the face of the person, right? Who's no longer there. And ultimately what you do want is the right kind of partnership, the right kind of love. I know not everybody wants it, but that's what I'm talking about because that's what, I wanted. And, you know, I just think that there is a balance there, but for sure, I've definitely turned a lot of people off um, with talking about him. But again, it's like, do you want to follow the heartbreak coach who's just single and happy forever? Or do you want to follow the heartbreak coach who teaches happiness as a single person and experience that and talked about that while she was happy single, who eventually finds her person. I mean, that that for me would be the type of coach that I wanted to work with. And the ones that are just going to, you know, sit there and judge and be bitter and begrudge my happiness, then they're not for me. Like unfollow next. Yeah. Right. Unfollow. Also, like this is the makings of every Hallmark movie and why we watch them and ha they have an industry is <laughs> because of the journey you went on. You're literally a Hallmark movie. <laughs> you go through a catastrophe. You have to heal and find yourself. You find love end of scene. But I think what they lack is what happens after you ride off into the sunset. And that is where future heartbreak actually comes in. So you don't just, you know, hold hands and skip your way until you die. You go through different things that from time in, like you could just face heartbreak at any moment. The way somebody speaks to you when they're stressed could be heartbreaking. They're little micro breaks. And I'm sorry, but those are something. And like I, people have said when Lauren got, you know, engaged and then married and then had kids like, oh, that's the end of your journey. Like, but it's not. That's one phase. And then there's another phase and every phase looks differently. And now same with me. I'm engaged. I'm going to get married. There's a whole slew of things that will unfold along the way and thereafter that I am going to encounter and have to process and adapt to learn new tools, new things, new scripts that I have to say to him or him to me. And so same thing with Rob, like also when you date at a certain age and then you date at another age, those are all different versions of dating too and being single. So the process never ends. So whether you're a heartbreak coach that experienced heartbreak and then found love, there might be other things along the way. Like one of the kids could say something mean to you and that could be a heartbreak. Could or have. <laughs> well, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt in case no, they listen. They are, honestly, I'm not even saying this just to be protective of them. They are little dreams. But of course it hasn't wasn't easy for a woman to come into their lives, but not even with the kids or my work or whatever, or people on social media just being assholes and wanting to tear me down. You know, and again, it, it's not all the time, but this, this is what we're talking about. Um, you know, Larry and I have our troubles. We trigger each other. We've had really hard times. And, you know, it's not like trauma is just wrapped up in a neat bow from past relationships when you find the one. And that's something that I've been really vocal about. And it's just fascinating to me to see people like pipe in when I'm really happy and judge versus like pay attention to when I'm like, hey, I just like hit a depressive 
you know, couple of weeks and it was really hard and Larry didn't know what to do with me. And it was like a struggle. Yeah, these, these trolls, these trolls are, my friends just had a baby and they're pretty well known in the, in the reality world. Yeah. And the, and the baby's name is different. Yeah. And, you know, I just did a podcast with him and he was like, he was like, I just wish people would not put it on my wife's like personal page, like have your opinion, do it somewhere else. Put it on Reddit where all the other trolls yeah. are. Have make your own little yeah, blog. Leave us alone. Like, don't take me. Don't take me down with you. You know. Don't we? We. Our decisions are our decisions. Our life is our life. The way did we decide to put this out there for you? Don't think this an like an, an an open door system for you to come in and bash us. Do it on yeah, Reddit. Do it where it yeah. belongs. It's not an invitation. It's really not. And you know, I have to say this, but when I then go look on their page, they're nameless. They don't have a picture on their profile. They're claiming to they're love Jesus and, you know, look like they're single, right? Because there's like posts about being single and dating and all of that stuff. So it's just like, okay, armchair expert. Thanks for yeah. nothing. I'm not interested in yeah. what you have to say. My mom, my mom always says the weak can't afford to be kind. Mm. And that's just what it is. So, so you know, I mean everybody's story is different. And clearly, Claire, yours was like a little bit different than what we deem as their traditional engagement. But when you really break it down and think about it, including all the trolls out there, like, there's always some element of planning, it makes sense to an extent. And I think we should normalize what Claire did and fucking plan your wedding before you get fucking engaged, because that's what makes sense, people. And guess who's not stressed out right now? Claire, <laughs> really not. Everyone's like, how's wedding planning going? I'm like, Everything's booked. I think we're gonna go to Ireland and just like look plan at the it, room. Plan it with with when your person knows you're planning it with them. Plan it with totally, them. totally. Don't, I'm not like don't plan it on your own and then be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's different. We're talking about what Claire did, but yeah. we also it's a great point, Claire. Like watching you go from the heartbreak coach to now the heartbreak coach that helps people find the right person and then continues to coach you through heartbreak throughout your life because it's a never-ending story the journey never ends like that's such a great point so remind everybody where they can continue to follow you listen to your podcast coach with you all those things because you're a success story and you're going to help people get there too so remind everyone where they can uh, follow you and all thanks for saying all that lauren you can go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com c-l-a-i-r-e um, you can follow me on Instagram at Claire the Heartbreak Coach. And I currently have a mini course available called How to Stop Wanting Him Back. And then my group program, which you can apply to or apply to work with me one on one or check out my podcast, How to Stop. Uh, I'm now getting the old title Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. And it's a mishmash. Some episodes are about heartbreak, some episodes are about finding love. Um, and I still have clients who have found love and I coach them on navigating their new healthy relationship when the triggers come up. So um, it never stops. The work never stops for myself included. No, it never stops. And neither does this podcast. You guys yeah. keep tuning into It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the show with a friend. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And you can follow me at Instagram uh, at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S. -E 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 and you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And we will be back next week. Thanks again, Claire. Bye, Thanks, Claire. You Thanks guys. again. Always a blast chatting with you.
Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.